I go by Rudy. I'm a senior here at Syracuse University studying health and exercise science on the pre-physical therapy track. I have a fellow student veteran here, Lucas Bray. He's been telling us about a story and how he is into the fitness world. So Luke, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. So to start off, can you tell us about your background? Uh, yeah, where do you want me to start? Like, like why did you join the military? Um, yeah, I grew up in New York City. Uh, like, always love the military grew up loving like military movies world war ii movies like everything like that and uh as i got older like in high school i started to get to that age where i had to decide what i was going to do and i was like man i think i really want to do this like at first i didn't know what branch it's actually kind of funny story like i went my dad and i went to san diego he took me there for like a work trip and uh we ended up going to the marine corps museum which is on mcrd san diego which is like one of the locations for boot camp right after that like I knew I wanted to be a marine like I saw a bunch of guys that were about to graduate and it was just like the coolest thing ever so I decided I didn't tell my parents like they don't really know that but I decided then like this is what I want to do I started working out a lot getting in shape and kind of just living that lifestyle and going into my senior year that's when I enlisted so I was like 17 years old my parents had to sign a waiver for me because I wasn't (laughs) even 18 yet which they did not want to do like they didn't want me to join the military whatsoever. That's not what they wanted for me, but I think they knew eventually, like I was going to do it either way. So they decided to, you know, support me. Uh, so <clears throat> graduated high school, and like a month later, I was in boot camp. Went to Paris Island, graduated, and then went to SOI on Camp Pendleton, and then I went to uh, Combat Engineer School. So that was my job in the military, which was cool. Like it was a really cool job. It's just. Combat engineer, like, I got lucky because in the Marine Corps, it's not, like, um, the Army where there's, like, a difference between a combat engineer and, like, a regular engineer. Like, they teach you how to do everything within that job, and then it depends, like, what unit you go to, like, what you'll actually be doing. So I was, like, I want to get orders to division because division's where you do, like, all the, like, combat engineer stuff, like demolitions, counter ID, all that kind of stuff. And I got orders to First CB, so I was stoked. Like, I went to California, which is where I wanted to be with First CB, which is, like, the best unit. And, uh, man, it was, it was dope. Like, I got there and just kind of hit the ground running. Like, it's one thing, like, I was all excited, but when you get there, it's kind of, you know, reality sets in. Like, it's it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, did you deploy? Yeah, twice. Um, when I got there, I, I got to... It's complicated. Like, the way that unit works is um, it covers down, like, each CEB covers down, like, first CEB covers down on first Marine Division. Every company covers down on a regiment, and every platoon covers down on a battalion. So, like, my platoon, when I got there, we were assigned to first battalion, fourth Marines, and they told us, like, hey, in, like, a year and a half, you guys are going to deploy on the 11th MU, which a MU is, like, uh, you were in the Navy, so you might know, but it's it's like Marines go on a ship, and then you go around, and you're pretty much like a task force, like for whatever happens. So, did a like a year long workup, which was tough. Like the workup is is tough, dude. You're just training the whole time, like balls to the wall, 
you're I either... the workups are worse than employment. Yeah, definitely. Because <clears throat> you're you're either like you go to a school for a couple weeks and then you go back and you have training with your platoon for a couple weeks and then you go to Twenty Nine Palms for a month with the whole battalion. All of that like back to back to back. And if you're in the if you ever have a time off, like you have to get stuff done in the in the rear, like you have to get your administrative stuff done, all that stuff. And then when it's all said and done, you go overseas for eight months. So, like, two months into that deployment, like, we really didn't know what we were going to be doing because we were on a ship. And I was like, man, this kind of sucks. Like, living on a ship is not <laughs> – it sucks. It was the worst. But um, we went ashore in Africa, uh, Djibouti, Africa. And we were there, like, training, just doing, like, demolition, shooting, all this stuff. And then they're like, hey – I was with Alpha Company. They're like, hey, Alpha Company's staying ashore. Like, you guys are going to stay here. And we stayed at Camp Lemonnier, which was nice, bro. It was like, we actually had tents and all this stuff, which, like, in the Marine Corps is, like, luxury. Like, <laughs> like hell yeah. Because <laughs> you're used to sleeping, like, a hole most of the time. Uh, but while we were there, <clears throat> like, we were doing, uh, it's called TRAP, Tactical Recovery of uh, Air- Aircraft and Personnel, like, we're just on a rotation, like waiting, because there was a bunch of guys doing raids in in Yemen, like Navy SEALs mostly. So we were there, like, in case something goes down, you guys hop on a bird and go and, and, and get them. And then we're like sitting around there, nothing's really happening, <clears throat> and the rest of my unit starts coming into Africa, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? And uh, they're like, hey, there's a mission, like, and they're like, we're probably going to Syria, and I was like fuck out of here like there's no way because <laughs> that's like the kind of shit you hear all the time in the marine corps like oh we're gonna go do this whatever but it started getting real when everybody's coming ashore and everybody's saying the same thing my boys texting me from the ship like hey let me know if you need any gear because i left some gear on the ship he's like whatever you need i'll put it in my pack like sleeping bag whatever <clears throat> and uh and then like the battalion commander calls us in like super secret meeting we're like in this compound and tells us, like, what's going down. Like, we're going to go to Syria. Um, it's, like, the first group of Marines ever to go there. Like, we're going to uh, basically clear a route, like, go push, like, towards the flot, which is, like, the forward line of troops, establish, like, a firing base, and then the artillery guys were going to set up and start basically just, like, providing support for the assault in uh, Raqqa. Wow. So it got real really quick. I was like, damn. <laughs> you Like, that's the moment that you're waiting for if you're a Marine, but most of the time, like those days it didn't really come, but that was it, you know? So went over there, did that. I ended up deploying. I don't know how in depth you want me to go, but no, it's fine. But like, I was wondering, was deployment what you expected? No. I mean, cause like I said, like in those days, like I came in in 2014. So my unit had just got back from Afghanistan and that was like the last big deployment there. Like everyone was like, that's it. We're not, gonna be able to do anything because that was kind of the withdrawal was like that year so I was super bummed out because you know it's not it's not about like wanting to go to war like but when you're a Marine Corps like that's your whole that's your purpose in life is Mm -hmm. is to do that job you know so if you're not you're kind of sitting around and they're gonna find something for you to do you're just training all the time and it's like LARPing like (laughs) you're just uh live action role-playing so when we found out like we we're gonna do the job for real, like that was that was big for us, you know. That just gets it's totally di- like I can't even describe the feeling. It's just like surreal, like when you don't think you're gonna be in that position and then you are. So, so went through all that twice. <clears throat> um, what made you get out and then ten Syracuse? Uh, 
it's, I mean, it was tough, like, deciding to get out because there was a couple things I wanted to do. Like, when I was getting back from that first deployment, I was like, man, I want to go to selection for uh, MARSOC, which is, like, special operations. I was, like, training, like, at, like overseas. I was, like, running with sandbags and shit. I was like, I want to do this. <laughs> but you kind of get in that mode. Like, you're on deployment, and you don't have, like, anything else to do. I got back, and, you know, long story short, like, you get caught up in celebrating. Like, you celebrate the first couple days, and it's the first couple weeks, and, like, we're all just, like, partying. And then, you know, I just, like, got caught up in that, and I just, like, totally gave up on, like, going to selection. And, uh, but this guy, like, my next platoon sergeant approached me and was like, Hey, like I'm going on taking a platoon on deployment and I'm looking for NCOs. And I was like, fuck it. Like I'll do it again. Um, I just wanted to deploy again. Like that's what I joined to do. So I was like, I'm just going to deploy again. And, uh, he didn't tell me like, but they were, they didn't have a third squad leader. So like all the guys, all the NCOs that he brought in, like we were pr pretty much trying out to be a squad leader, got that job deployed again, just to kind of that deployment was whatever. Nothing really crazy happened. But then I was like, on that deployment again, I was like, man, I might want to stay in because I really wanted to go to selection, but I, I just kind of didn't. <laughs> so I'm like hitting up my platoon sergeant. I put a package in. I was like, I'm doing it. And then they come back. The guy from uh, Marsoc recruiting is like, you've been a sergeant for too long. So Oh, go. damn. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, dang. That sucks. I guess I'll get out. Yeah, that was the only <laughs> thing I wanted to do was, was go. I, didn't wanna, I definitely didn't want to do any more time in the fleet because as much as I, I loved it, it also sucked. Like, and eventually like your time actually doing the job, like it's going to be over after like two deployments, they're going to put you as a platoon sergeant or whatever. And you're going to be, be behind the desk most of the time. Like, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to apply to colleges. I applied to a bunch of colleges. Didn't really get in to a whole lot of places, but I got into Syracuse and that was like awesome. Like when I got that letter, I was like, I'm going. <clears throat> so, yeah, I was pretty pumped when I got in the I was like, oh, shit. I was pumped, dude. yeah. And my parents were so stoked because they were like, yes, like, get out, please. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know, like, I uh, applied as, like, a bio major because I was like, man, I want to go to, like, vet school or something, which after my first semester, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> not just because it's hard. I mean, it's really hard. It's, like, more competitive than vet school, but I'm also just not that type of person. Like, I, what I do now is, like, it's, like, where I'm, where I'm meant to be, you know? Yeah. Um, so before we get to that topic, a lot of veterans get out of the military and there's not like a set structure to work out anymore. So a lot of veterans just kind of like go, what advice would you give someone to get back into shape or get back into that mode? Yeah. That lifestyle. I think, I, I think guys stop working out because it's just like anything, like when I got out, like I grew my facial hair, my, my hair and like, you want to like stop doing all these things that you had to do in the Marine Corps. And that's one thing that like every morning you, you got to work out like every single day you work out. <clears throat> so most guys are like, I'm not a Marine anymore. I don't have to do this. But I never really looked at it like that because I was, I, I loved working out before I came in. I love it now. Like it's always been, not always, but most of my adult life, like it's been a huge part of my life. So I would just say to, to anybody, like the reason I do it is like being fit. Like there's so many reasons to, to be in shape and to take care of your, your body. Like it's the only one you have and it's going to carry you through life. Like that's your main tool that this is your vehicle through life. So take care of it. But it's like, for me, it's like my insurance policy. Like I'll always have, like, if I stay in shape, you know, I train jujitsu too. Like I know how to defend myself. I have an education. Like that's my insurance plan. Like I can always fall back on that. I'm in shape. 
I, I know how to handle myself. Like I can fend for myself in this world and I have an education. Like those are like the three big things that I would say, like, don't ever take those for granted. Like you, and those go hand in hand. Like if you're a veteran, most likely you have education benefits, like use them. You know, you learned how to stay in shape. You, you got that discipline, like while you were in, just use it. You know, like, you know how to wake up every morning and work out. You should use it because um, it's just a waste not to. <clears throat> I definitely agree. Um, there's a lot of programs online. I know you're a big pro- program guy. Should a veteran or anybody go on Google and like, search up workout programs? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You just have to know what to look for because there's no reason you should have to pay. There's a ton of amazing programs by amazing coaches that are free online. You can go. I know like Chad Wesley Smith has like great programs that are free that I still run to this day. You can go look up how to run, like if you want to run a a conjugate type program, you can look that up. If you want to run uh, any basic program, like staple program, five through, like all these things that we use at football, like those are all free. You just go look them up. But with, because the internet is, is how it is. It's also saturated with a ton of just fluff, like total, like gimmicky bullshit. So you have to know what to look for. And I'm also not saying don't pay for programs because you, you absolutely can just, there's a ton of coaches out there that you pay for a great product and there's a ton that you're paying for, for gimmicks. So like, you know, like people know what a gimmick looks like. Like when people are, when there's a coach that is more of a salesman than a a strength coach, like that should already be a a clue. Like this isn't probably like not a great program, you know, like I don't think any coach that puts more into like their marketing and kind of like just making sure they make a sale that's usually like not the not the person that you want to be coaching you. Okay, that's my two cents on it. Yeah, so you interned with the Syracuse football team. How'd you get into that, and like why? Uh, I interned first for a year with Olympic sports, so I got an internship mostly working with men's lacrosse, a bunch of other sports, which was great. Like on campus. Yeah, it just like if you know like the uh, football facilities like connected to Lolly. It used to be Manly Fieldhouse, but. Yeah. Over there, like, that's where all the other sports besides basketball train. So I was doing that. I worked with, like, a ton of different athletes. And it was cool. Like, I had a mentor there, uh, Mike Misson, who was, like, the best. Like, he taught me every not everything, but he gave me, like, that solid foundation and taught me how to learn more for myself, how to always read, how to know what to be reading. Um, taught me, like, a lot of what I know about programming and everything. So, like, that gave me a base, but I started talking to him. I was like, man, I think I want to go to football because I have all this knowledge, but I think if I go to football, I'll be, like, a better coach just because it's more – the environment is, is more intense, and, like, I thought it would kind of bring out more of, like, the coaching, like, like qualities out of me. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I'll just hit him up. Like, I knew – I'd spoken to Coach Teeter once before because <clears throat> we had a lift in the football weight room, and me and him were talking about something – so I emailed him, like, hey, I've um, been working with Olympic side for a year. Like, I'd love to come over there and, and work with you guys if you'll have me. And he was like, yep, I already talked to Mike, and he said you're good to go. So I went over there last summer, like, I don't know, it was like June 1st, we started lifting, and I've been there for a year now, and it's been awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, the environment is so, like, I love it over there. Yeah. It's really relaxed. It's like, it can be, yeah. yeah. Like, it's just, football's just different. Yeah. Like, it's relaxed when it's supposed to be relaxed, but yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Just the whole atmosphere is pretty, like, 
It found almost brings it back to like the military. It was like you talk shit. It doesn't matter. You're getting to get hurt. Yeah. You don't have to be like very proper every single time. Like how are you doing today, yeah. sir? Like yeah. He's like, hey dude, what's up? Whatever. Like it's <laughs> yeah. a lot more relaxed. Yeah. So since I've been entering with the football team, and just in general, I was just thinking, if you take away the money, just completely take away the money. I found there's so many similarities between service members and athletes. Yeah. So let's take the NFL for a moment. They go in pretty young, right? And the av- I looked it up. The average contract, the average NFL span is 3.3 years, and the NBA like four years, mm-hmm. which is pretty similar to the average one-year contract in the military. Yeah. And the moment I got into the military, they told me one day to take the uniform off. Like my first day of boot camp, they pretty much told me that. And one day you're gonna th- they're going to take the uniform off to the- these athletes. Yeah, it's, it becomes real, like, the further you go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, do you find a lot of similarities? Yeah, I do, especially with football. Like, more than any other sport because, like, football is, like, a game of war. Like, the terminology is all, like, military terminology, like, air, air attacks, ground attacks. Like, if you look at the O-line, D-line, like, it's, like, trench warfare. Like, you're fighting tooth and nail to gain yards and, like, advance your team forward on the battlefield like it's it's a game of war it's like simulated war so because of that it's going to attract the same kind of people i feel like you're going to have a roster of a hundred like type a personality guys which is exactly how the marine corps is you're going to go to a platoon and it's all going to be type a guys that are like you know just they want to like i said in the marine corps like you want to it's not like you're like have like a bloodlust but like you want to go and do it after yeah. yeah you want to go out there and, and do your thing so <clears throat> football is the same way like these guys like you see how they are like they're chill love those guys to death but like when it's game time like it's on yeah. switching on you know that's how that's how i think it's similar and like the same like the way like the coaches and the players interact it's not the same as the military the military is definitely like a lot more intense at times but it's not like other sports like the coaches like really get on the players because it's an intense game, so it has to have, you have to have that intense atmosphere a lot of the times. Yeah, and I completely agree. Like, when I was there, and <clears throat> you know, just playing high school sports and whatnot, like, it just seems so, like, like similar. Yeah. And it was like, um, all athletes that go to, the, like, drop the, mil- drop, like, the professional athlete to go to the military, it's always football players, too. <laughs> yeah. You don't see, like, basketball players or yeah. like, baseball players really stop their sports to go join the military. Yeah. So I just feel like football and like a service member just could click very easily. Yeah, it, that the mindset transfers over like pretty easily. I think. Yeah, I think that's why you enjoy like entering on there because the whole atmosphere like yeah. almost like your back end is like helps you transition almost. Yeah, you're mind. just bullshitting and you know yeah. when it's time to go, it's time to go. But the rest of the time, you're just kind of like a uh, you know just a big group of buddies. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty sweet, man. Yeah. So what's the day like in the in the of your day? It's different, like, summer to camp to season to off-season. Like, it's always going to be different. But, like, for the summer, for example, like, <clears throat> typical day is the players have, uh, like, their own little – it's not a real practice, but just kind of like a, a run-through at um, 6 a.m. So, no, at 7 a.m. Yeah, 7 a.m. But, but they do get there at 6 a.m., which like, yeah. threw me off because I was because we get there at 6 a.m. Yeah. They get there, yeah. And they were there getting taped up and everything. Like, right, holy right. shit, you're probably going to start for another hour because you're here. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got to go and, like, take care of whatever, whatever you got to take care of before you go out there. That's on you. So if they need to go to the training room and, and get something taken care of, then they do that before. And during that time, we're setting up the weight room, setting everything up for when we lift. <clears throat> go out there, 
do the run. So at the beginning of the summer, it's going to be more just like very basic straight line running, just get their lungs up under them and, and get them ready to work. You know, we don't want to do anything like super intense, super fast, um, decelerations or change of speed. Cause we don't want to blow somebody's knee out on day one, <clears throat> but yeah. we progress it. Like everything's just a progression in the coming weeks. You're going to start doing like agility, more change of direction, all kinds of different stuff. And the lift is, you know, lifting is like, that's the thing about football. Like that's different again from any other sport is like, there is a time where it's time to just lift weights, like, and just get strong. It's a, it's a physical game. So we need to get a lot of the guys as strong as, as we can get them as resilient as we can. So like pack on mass because they're going to lose that during the season and everybody, like you'll see if you stay during the season, like it's like, it's like war. You're taking casualties left and right. Like there's just dudes that are just going to go down <laughs> so you're, and you're left with what you're left with. So there is like everybody. That's why I think it's like, sometimes people are like, man, I don't know why like everybody does the same program. It's like, cause this dude's going to go down. He's going to, he's going to blow his shit out. <laughs> and then number two is going to be out there on the line. Like next you know, man up. Yeah. yeah. Next man up. So everybody's got to be big. Everybody's got to be strong. And you know, for the skills guys, they have to be fast. They have to be twitchy. Like it's, we have a time where we just, we really just focus on developing, developing them as athletes. You know, do you, uh, like, do you ever seem like you think like, wow, you're like entering a strength conditioning coach as D one school. Like, is there ever, like, cross your mind, like, wow, I'm here at Syracuse University D1 school. Yeah, definitely. This. That's, I mean, I owe that to the GI Bill because, you know, like, I don't know if, if I'd be able to go here without without that benefit. So the fact that I've been able to go here, not just get an education, but also, like, gain experience like that all for free is amazing, you know. And that's, you know, a benefit that you earned if you if you serve. Like, use it. Because yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's amazing, dude, to be able to just – get a degree like at a school like this and intern here just hey i just want to intern here like it's it's amazing it is pretty crazy huh yeah. like i just go from chilling to next day like uh interning with uh athletic trainers there and just showing yeah. showing me like all the rehab all these players and like, i know like i remember when you were, when you were talking to me about it like it seems like it's going to be like a, a whole big thing but i was like dude just email them yeah because that's really how easy it is this is you just have to reach out and be like Hey, I want to intern. Like an internship is like where you learn. So they're not expecting you to come in with like really anything except the will to, to learn and just be, you know, be a good dude and, and be there to work. That's it. You know? Yeah. Do you ever see yourself, uh, you know, you start yourself about a year left here. So you're graduating masters. Yeah. Yeah. I got a year left. Assuming you don't get a job here. That's a big if <laughs> yeah. definitely seem qualified and they train you exactly how they want you. You saw, where do you see yourself going? Kind of aspirations to like start my own business too, which I think it's cool because I can do it either way. Like if I get a job here, which I'm not, you know, it would be great. That's my dream job is to work here. But, um, you know, I'm not banking on it cause it's not, nothing's guaranteed. And I really think that I could do a good job on my own, like, like make my own business and training, uh, like the tactical population, because that's what I, at the end of the day, that's what I really know firsthand. And Can you explain what that means? Like uh, military, police, firefighters, that's all like grouped together. It's like tactical. It would be more geared towards the military because that's what I'm, like I said, familiar with. But <clears throat> um, I don't know. Like I just think it would be cool to to work for myself. And, you know, college is cool, but we've talked about this. Like, 
you, when you start out, it's not all that glamorous. Like you, the pay isn't great. Um, the job security isn't great. So jobs like pay isn't great for sure. <laughs> when you, when you first start off. Yeah. But job security, that make you a little nervous sometimes yeah. when into strength and conditioning. Yeah, because you, you could be the best strength coach in the world, but if your team sucks, your ass is on the line. Like, And that's just how it is. Like, <laughs> so. It almost hand-in-hand hand with the head coach, right? If he Yeah, the head coach. I mean, football, most other sports aren't like this, but football is definitely like that. Like, the, you know how it is here. Like, the head coach and the strength coach, like, they, they're pretty much a package deal. So if he left, most likely the staff's going to go with him. Yeah, and which is crazy. That's crazy. Like, it's totally crazy. <laughs> I, this is like you know, like how many coaches? Are there? Like fifty coaches there. Yeah, a shit ton. Yeah, and they, all, they all got their own. rely on one person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You ever think about uh, being a strength conditioning coach for the NFL? Uh, yeah. Obviously, it's just it takes a lot to get there. Like, um, that's the highest level, man. And I mean, um, you definitely like are only gonna get considered for that kind of job if you've been like not just a coach at a school like this, but, like, you've been a director here, like, you know, someone that is highly, highly qualified because, you know, a program like New York Giants or something like that, like, they're not going to trust some some guy that isn't proven, like, with a ton of responsibility because that's what it is, is a, a shit ton of responsibility to train NFL athletes. Do any of these players ever come to, like, hey, I really want to work out this specific muscle. Yeah. I get strong as fuck arms. Yeah. Me personally, I can't because of my position. Like, I can't be like, yeah, don't tell anybody, but do the <laughs> secret little arm workout. Like, that's just not my place yet, and I don't want to cross that line because I I don't want to get fired. <laughs> but I have had that. Like, people come up to me and ask me that. I'm like, listen, like, I would love to, but you got to talk to Coach Cedar or one of these guys, like, because that's that's their job. Like, I'm not in that position yet. Uh, but yeah, definitely, like, that's. As a full-time guy, if a guy comes up to you and is like, I want this to do this specific thing, like, you should be able to be like, yeah, absolutely. Like, here's how it's done. Um, if a veteran is coming out of the military and they want to, or anybody coming out of high school, want to be a uh, strength and conditioning coach, and you're, like, in the process now, how would they do that? What should they major in? So they're just, like, fresh out of the military? Or high school, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, so go to college, get a, get a bachelor's degree in – a related field. It doesn't have to be exercise science, like kinesiology. There's no like strength and conditioning degree. No, I mean there's schools like I know Ithaca College has a um, uh, exercise science track with strength and conditioning focus, which is awesome. Like we don't have that here. Ninety percent of the guys that or people that are going here for exercise science are doing PT. Yeah. So it's not a big focus. You have to if you want to be a strength coach, like, and your school doesn't have like a focus track, that's fine. But it's on you, like, find an internship, even if it's not at your school. Like, you can find internships anywhere. And um, get as much experience. Like, if that's what you know you want to do, get as much experience as you can. Read as much as you can. Like, always, always just be reading and learning because... Um, it seems pretty easy to fall out of date with, like, current research, not, right? Not really, because none of the stuff, like, none of the research, like, there's no, like, really new gram- groundbreaking stuff coming out. There's not like but there's just so to much like work of it. out like you see like Nick Chubb with the, like the rubber bar and stuff like that. Yeah, like, that's not that common. Like that's like mostly gimmicky. Like it can have its place, but when you see somebody that's like squatting with this bamboo bar with fifty kettlebells hanging from it is gonna get you super strong. <laughs> like it's just not. Yeah. 
because in order to produce the most amount of force, your body has to be stable. Like your body will not let you produce a ton of force if you're wobbling around like crazy. Like that's just, that's been heavily researched and it's been around. Like I said, if you read, then you know that, <laughs> but if you don't, then you're like, Oh, hell, that makes sense. Like, yeah, it'll teach me to produce force when I'm like wobbling around. That's just not true. That has its place in, in rehab and, but it's, it's very limited compared to like what people think it, that's actually going to do for you, you know? Okay. Wow. It's interesting. Yeah. Do you have any, like, any last minute advice for anybody that wants to scout in the military, just hit the ground running? I want to enter in, like, I'm a football field for, like, three years or four years the whole time I'm there. Yeah. Just take full advantage of everything you got because you have a lot. <laughs> you have, like, dude, I've used my whole GI Bill, and now I'm going to use Voc Rehab. So that's just another benefit that is great. Like, I get not just a bachelor's degree, but I'm going to have a master's degree now for free. And like I said, if you go to a school, then use all the, you're there. So use all the resources like that room you just showed me. Like I never knew that existed, but there's tons of, there's so many things here that are just like free for you as a, like, if you're a student, use all that stuff. <clears throat> I will say too, like, uh, so before I spoke to you about wanting to intern there, I reached out to some random guy I found on the website at the, at the football field, yeah. the football training facility. And he never even went back. And I was like, oh, well. And then you like, help me out. Or like, hey, email this person specifically. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, if you don't get like the result you want right away, just email another person. Dude, yeah. Yeah. It's not about like being annoying. It's just persistence. Like, if, yeah, some people are not going to email you back. So it's like, okay, cool. Just, <laughs> you just go down the list. Because <laughs> I, I, I can't even tell you how many tell, people I've told. Like, they're like, oh, who should I email for this? I'm like, there's a direct alert. You can Google the directory. It's right there there's a hundred names on there and one of them's going to get back to you and be like, Hey, this is what you need to do. Like, it's just that easy. So, yeah, I think it's just hard for veterans to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, hard. I, I tried. Yeah. Like, tell me, no, I don't want to push it a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's a, it's a mix. Cause like you are like sometimes in the military, like you have to be like very persistent until, until you accomplish the mission. But at the same time, you also have your hand held like with a lot of stuff. Like when it comes to, certain opportunities in the military like a lot of times like you're not the one that's like i want to go do this it's like you're going to do this and you're like all right cool <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it's like an internship like you kind of like in the marine corps like when i went to like any advanced course they're like you're going to this course and i was like all right hell yeah <laughs> i didn't go and like email somebody like hey i want to go to raid leaders course like yeah hey, hey you're going <laughs> uh do you have any favorite quotes yeah, I guess, like, a good, like, strength and conditioning one is uh, Louis Simmons. Like, I feel like this ties in well with, like, what we've been talking about. But <clears throat> somebody was talking shit, like, oh, none of the stuff he does is, like, new. And he's like, yeah, like, I didn't invent toilet paper either, but I'm smart enough to use it. And that's, like, how I look at this field. Like, I didn't invent, I'm not inventing anything. I'm not coming up with anything groundbreaking. I'm just taking the time to read. Like, that's what, that's why he was one of my first influences because nothing he was doing was like new stuff but no one else took the time to read like old soviet uh research about lifting weights like but he did so he knew the stuff he didn't invent anything he just took the time to read and i think that's important wow so there's like this might sound pretty ignorant on my end there's like these top dogs in the strength conditioning field like like, wow, this guy is, like, <clears throat> the man when it comes to strength conditioning. Yeah. 
Because I don't really hear that for PT. Yeah. So, like, I was just wondering. Yeah, there definitely are. Um, I don't know, like, there's names out there, like, the guy that works with the Yankees, Cressy, like, he's been, like, a big name in the field for a while. Like, there's a ton. But, like I said before, like, some of them are big names because they're great and their work speaks for themselves. And some of them are big names because they worked on making their making their name by marketing themselves and I'm not going to name names, but <clears throat> like people that are in this field know like certain guys that are like just gimmicky, like, yeah. and they've spent a lot of time like being like, I know everything. It's like a dogmatic thing. Like you need to come to me because I know this stuff and you don't, and don't listen to what anybody else is saying. Like everything that I say is, is the right thing. And just don't even bother with anything else, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, but the guys that are really like the great strength coaches are guys that are just really great at teaching you and, and coaching the things that work and that have worked for, for a long, forever, you know? So. Oh, well, that's fantastic. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for coming and really taking a deep dive into this field of strength conditioning. And, yeah. you know, you really help, I think, veterans just slowly get back into it. Like you, like you said, like we're, it's already like disciplined in us. Mm-hmm. We just have to keep doing it. Yeah. You just gotta and, use it. <laughs> and it is like the beard thing. Like, you know, yeah, like, fuck, I'm gonna grow my beard out. <laughs> and now, now I'm like, ah, you know, every week I'm probably shave at least once. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, dude, I, I rocked the beard for <clears throat> like three months and then I was like, man, I don't look good. I, I just did this cause I, cause I could, but it doesn't look good. So I started shaving again. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's just like a big transition phase. Like, yeah, I could do this now, but then I'm like, do I really want to do this? <laughs> yeah. hundred percent, dude. Yeah. That's cool. Well, again, thank you so much for coming. Thanks so much for having me on, dude. It's fun.